0: all right hi everyone i'm emily and i'm vince and this is the lighthouse lowdown we are back after our interview that was super fun super cool hope everyone else enjoyed it too hopefully i'll be on the next one
1: we should uh we should send it to them. I, I realized that I didn't tell them. Send them a link. I don't think we told them it's aired yet. <laughs> so we should be like, hey, here's you yeah. on our on our episode. I
0: don't, I don't think I'd want to hear myself doing an interview. Like we're doing this because yeah. we're we're signing up for it, but they're doing it because they're trying to get the word out about, you know, things that they love and care about and are trying to raise money. <laughs> Their but, life's work. Yeah.
1: Life's work. And I'm like, I hate hearing myself. Oh, <laughs>
0: I have to listen to us every time I edit this podcast.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you do that work. I just sound, I yeah, I sound stupid and... You don't. Yeah.
0: You're well, sick, so that didn't help.
1: Well, here we are. This is episode 14, 15. 15. 15 today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're covering an Alaskan lighthouse today, which is pretty oh, cool. Which means it was built a little bit later than some of our other lighthouses. Mm, mm-hmm. But first, as we all know, we're going to be starting with a history buoy, because that's the only way to start an episode of the Lighthouse Lowdown, unless it's an interview or a special edition, because yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't done a history buoy in a super long time, because you didn't have one. Yeah, I
1: didn't have one prepared for, for a triangle. Yeah, spooky didn't
0: have it, didn't, interview didn't, didn't have, have it. Interview. Yeah, so history buoy has been really, really taking a back seat. So we, we need to give, give it some back, attention.
1: Risen back to the surface. Yeah,
0: we need to bring it back to life.
1: Float it again.
0: So today's history of buoy is on knots, which is a unit of speed that we you asked about uh, one of our past episodes. I thought
1: that. you meant like tying knots. I was like, okay.
0: Nautical knots. We that can... would be cool. Like I'm sailors sure knots? a lot. That would be more of a visual thing we'd have to do, though, because you can't really... I I already know I would not be able to describe how to tie a knot in general, <laughs> so... You put this side through here. If there's a loop, no, absolutely not.
1: Yeah, sorry, I tied up your history, booing. But you're saying, uh, <laughs> you're saying knots, as in distance. The
0: unit, yeah, the unit of speed. Mm. A knot is equal to one nautical mile per hour. So, like, we have land miles per hour is miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> That's like our unit of speed. So, if you're thinking water or by air knots is usually the unit of speed that you use so Mm. that's that's what a knot is is a nautical mile per hour okay yeah since normal speed is measured in miles per hour and a nautical mile is 1.15 of a land mile then a nautical mile per hour is 1.15 land miles per hour
1: distance over time yeah
0: the symbol is kn or kt both lowercase Hmm. And the term originates from the chip log, which started, you know, before technology, where in order to measure how fast a boat was going, they would toss a triangular piece of wood off the side of the boat that was attached to a rope. Mm-hmm. And the triangle shape was just to, you know, stop it in the water. Because if you just threw a plank of wood over that just floated on top of the water, yeah. it had no resistance, then you wouldn't be able to measure any speed at all the rope that it was attached to would have knots in it like tied knots at certain distances between like each knot on the rope and then they would count how many knots would go overboard once they threw the plank over in a certain amount of time yeah and it's like they were measuring time through one of those little sand timers. And it was awesome. uh, like you had to buy them specifically. They're like perfectly measured so that when you do count the knots um, on the rope, it's a very specific measurement. Yeah. Yeah. But that's. The,
1: so the, the wood piece is like a, the wood piece is like a surface anchor then? Like a, so it stops on the surface when you throw it down? Yeah. Is it, do you know if it's flat or is it like a pyramid shape?
0: I want to say from the picture that I saw that it was slightly bowed. Hang on a second.
1: So it's not just like a piece of a you know, one plank that's cut out. It's like a chunk of
0: wood. Let's see. Oh, it's actually pretty small. You want to come over here and see this? I think it. Yeah, it's like a kite. Okay. Think about a kite. That's what it looks like. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I thought it would be really big.
1: So it's like a it's like a wedge as far as. The shape, so the rope is tied at the tip of the wedge, so it'll probably, you know, provide some drag. Yeah, and
0: some of these models they have have holes drilled in them, so there's some sort of flow through it, kind of like when they cut holes in flags that are like Mm -hmm. advertising something in front of a building. Cool. That's the origin of knots. Are those for
1: speed? Have you seen any of those like for sale? Like,
0: oh, I just looked it up, and I think one of them was on eBay. Whoa.
1: I mean, I'm sure you could just make your own. If yeah, you were be so like this inclined. is
0: from the 1800s.
1: I want to make like a miniature one for my kayak, like it's a shoestring. Oh my
0: gosh! <laughs> if it was a competition, I can understand. For
1: competitive reasons only.
0: Although it is interesting, if you were trying to measure your speed in a kayak, it would be in knots.
1: Mm-hmm. As long as you're on the water.
0: Yeah. But that's the history buoy, short, sweet, and answering one of your questions from an earlier episode. Cool. Thanks. Love. You're welcome. <laughs> So, the lighthouse we're covering today is eldred rock lighthouse I like that name. in Alaska It's on a tiny strip of land that's in the lynn canal l y n n canal and it's a octagonal integral lighthouse which um I've covered a couple of these now that we've had a couple of episodes right. that we've recorded and had failed um I I kind of forget which ones or how many of each type we had on there, (laughs) but just as a preview or I guess as a, what's it called? A recap? Yes. Recap. Review. Integral Lighthouse is just where the tower is integrated into the actual house that the keepers live in. So it's a house and then somewhere in there, they've got a tower sticking out of it.
1: Out of the roof comes a tower.
0: Yes. Rises. Sometimes
1: they're centered, sometimes they're offset, mm-hmm. sometimes they're on edge.
0: Yeah, I think in this case, it is central to the house, so it's right out the top. And all of the parts of the roof slope away from that. And this, not just the tower, but also the house are octagonal, which I've never seen before. It's that pretty cool. cool. Yeah, it's very neat looking lighthouse. So actually, this lighthouse is most well known because of its just unbelievable scenery that it has going mm. around because we're talking Alaska, but also this canal is really wide, but not wide enough to where it's like you're in the middle of the great lakes and it just looks like you're in an ocean. Yeah. There's mountains on all sides that are always snow capped oh. and it's wonderful. It's very, if you look up a picture, that's
1: two questions. Okay. One for a photo of the octagonal or octa- octagonal? octagonal octagonal is what I'm going to stick with. Okay. Lighthouse. Uh, Instagram. Can we see it there? Yeah. Okay. And then um, Lynn Canal. Canal. Where is it at in Alaska? Let me look. Can you give me a rough? I think of the West typically when I think of Alaska Coast.
0: It's in a little part of Alaska all the way to the southeast that borders British Columbia.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. It's a good spot.
0: Right next to, how do you pronounce it? Juneau? Juneau. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've been to Juneau a long time ago.
0: Uh Google Maps describes it as dramatic fjord with whales and orcas.
1: Now I want to go. Yeah. This is gonna know, be an expensive like, hobby. If we started.
0: Interesting. <laughs> yeah, on whose dollar can we go to lighthouses?
1: Anybody in Juneau feeling like hosting <laughs> us in your house?
0: Sponsor us as we look at a lighthouse and, and then come back. Talk about it again. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, whoa. Eldred Lighthouse, mm-hmm. Eldred Rock Lighthouse, was mm-hmm. the last of 12 lighthouses built in Alaska between 1902 and 1906. And this was shortly following the discovery of gold for the first time in Alaska, okay. which I think was 1896. I didn't write it down, but...
1: I don't know when the gold rush was.
0: It's Alaska. all over. Like, in California, I think it was in 1840s, like late 1840s. Yeah. And then... Um, Later
1: in Alaska then or earlier?
0: later oh, okay interesting like almost 1900 so then they built these lighthouses because there was this big boom of people coming into alaska trying yeah. to get in on the gold rush i, I believe it was called the klondike gold yeah. okay it sounds familiar klondike gold rush or yukon gold rush
1: so yeah i i wish i knew more i don't have my computer on me uh, or my phone actually it's weird i'm in the old ages but uh
0: <laughs> you looked in both directions i looked, I looked everywhere am i it's seriously without of any of my hands
1: <laughs> My watch is dead. What's going on?
0: My pockets?
1: I'm basically in 1800. Um, <laughs> no. I, so I had a chance to backpack um, one time. Emily's heard this before, but there's a trail called the Chilkoot Trail, C-H-I-L-K-O-O-T, which was the Yukon Gold Rush, I believe it was called. It was, it was instrumental. It was a, a footpath. that part of it is called the Golden Staircase. Oh, wow. Um, and it's like 35 miles along the whole trail. Oh, at least, at least the part that we hiked was thirty-five miles. We took five days.
0: You act. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't know you hiked the entire thing. It
1: was awesome. Oh god. It was incredible. Life experience. Like, we
0: can't tell from the commentary. Vince and I are very different on our idea <laughs> of a good time.
1: <laughs> it was awesome. It was first off, only time I've ever backpacked. But um, my dad, my brother, my stepbrother were there. We had a little group. We had a guide. Um, saw lots of wildlife, beautiful views. But the whole point of this was there's one part of it. Our, our ancestors in my family, someone was a packer on that trail, which was the, the whole point of is the golden staircase is like over one mile in forward progress, you go up two miles in elevation, I'm pretty sure it is, mm. like is, two to one slope. And uh, so it's very steep and it's a boulder field, essentially, that ice is over. So in the winter, it became a staircase for people who were actually paid to haul things over this pass. Uh, and today that pass is at the Canadian U.S. border. Uh, I think it probably was back then as well. But that, wow. ma- that was a major trade route, and it's like, well, we can go all the way around on or, the waterfront, or we just go over this little mountain pass. But it was—I mean, we were we were preparing for it for months, and we had the right gear and everything. But it was quite extreme for for my hiking experience. Yeah. And uh, either way, it was part of the gold rush. And How neat. there's even like to today, there's still like. Items that were discarded because they were too heavy. Like oh my Like wagon gosh. wheels and uh, various tools. Still there or they collect engines. it to like a museum? It's still there. It's too heavy. Oh and, and you're not supposed to touch it now. Yeah. You know? No, I bet. But uh, it's really cool.
0: This so. is like partially unrelated, uh, but you just said that it's like now it's historical evidence mm-hmm. so you can't touch it. In Standard Rock, you know, they're during that restoration mm-hmm. as per our last episode. And there's some graffiti on the inside of the lighthouse and they haven't determined yet if it's old enough to be considered historical so that they can't touch it. So their plan right now is to just not paint over it, just put like a clear like protective coating over it and just leave it because they're like, we don't really know who did this or how long ago it was. And so, but they're thinking it is from an old enough period that it needs to stay as part of the lighthouse. So is this like,
1: is this like, like I would think of graffiti on a train, like spray painted. I can't. Like, did remember someone what it said. sneak in and do this, or is it like a painting made? Well, by... I think that's
0: their 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 point is that it it's writing, and but it may have been all the way from when it was first built. It could have been from keepers that stayed there that just like I, I don't know what it looks like in my head. I'm thinking. It's like somebody scratched in a name yeah. or something, and they're like, we should probably leave that just in case. It's, it's... not like a SpongeBob. No, of... it's not like spray paint. <laughs>
1: SpongeBob and Patrick in like, you know, yeah. New York Yankees outfits or something.
0: No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Well, I've gotten a site quite sidetracked, but you're talking about Yukon, potentially
0: the gold okay, rush. Okay, yes. Whoa, we did get sidetracked. I'll start getting into the history of the lighthouse. Well, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 18 okay from 1872 to 1888 Marcus Baker was hired every year to record is it type typographical I think so okay typographical and hydrographical data in Alaska which was newly acquired by the US around that time when he started and Baker co founded the National Geographic Society in case you don't know what that is that's cool so (laughs) like it's a it's a guy we know for sure like a recognizable you may not know his name, but you know what he's done or like yeah. the uh, impact he's had. So Baker named the little two-acre island Eldred Rock after his wife Sarah uh-huh. Eldred, which I was like oh, adorable. <laughs> I'm wondering how he named all the other islands. This is like the first one he found and was able to name, or and that's what, and then he chose oh, his wife. The,
1: okay, he's the founder. I was like, who's this guy?
0: No, yeah, this is the guy adventurer. that he he's the, yeah the adventurer that goes out and marks all of the you know, geographical data that he sees for Alaska. That's right. Um, so that's how it's got its name, the Island. I'm going to start talking about the lighthouse with a little history story. So it's story time. So it was February 5th in 1898 and hurricane force winds of approximately 90 miles per hour, which they couldn't measure at this time, but that was just from, from what was, yeah, from what was written about it it is about 90 miles per hour we're ripping through the Lynn Canal. The Clara Nevada, was, which is a ship, was just starting her multi-day journey from Skagway to Seattle. Mm-hmm. And around this time, it was the peak of the Alaskan Gold Rush, and the ship was carrying over 800 pounds of gold, Whoa. along with an illegal shipment of dynamite Hell and yeah. over 100 passengers. <laughs> and the point more is that like, seeing as to what happens, these passengers are leaving alaska and going back to seattle and there's probably a fair share of these guys who were joining the gold rush and may have not gained as much gold as they were anticipating you know like Mm -hmm. you know some disgruntled passengers is what i'm thinking just over 30 miles into the voyage the clara nevada ran aground on eldred rock and exploded
1: because of the illegal shipment of dynamite. Yes,
0: which is why it was mentioned.
1: <laughs> That's it, I was not expecting the combination of gold, right? Dynamite mm-hmm. and then people I was like, "Oh." Yeah, I know. Surprise. It's 1898. Go- There's
0: a lot going on. I think it was a steamship, so it was like fully loaded. Mm-hmm. Also, running aground on an island doesn't sound like it would just explode. Like it's not like, "Oh, we've hit earth and we're taking on water and now our dynamite explodes." It's I don't like know what so today the remains of the ship are a popular dive site in the lynn canal about 20 feet below the surface so you can actually like see it from down there but no gold has ever been discovered from ruins of the ship
1: it never no no one's ever found any gold down there
0: the report stated that all passengers and the crew died in the explosion however Weeks later, a skiff that was on the ship mm-hmm. was found hidden in a grove of trees on the mainland. So somebody escaped before our ship mysteriously burst into flames.
1: Do you think they did it on purpose? I don't know. Like they've got a, like a skiff they, is like a lifeboat, right? Like a small yeah. escape boat.
0: My thing is that how much, you, there was 800 pounds of gold on this ship. You would not have been able to float a skiff. mm with 800 pounds of gold, but there's still none found at the site well, of the sh- shipwreck.
1: I don't know. I mean, a lifeboat, like, I guess it was nineteen early 1900s, but the Titanic lifeboats were pretty big. That's they true. They had 20 people. People are over 100 pounds. And
0: this is a big steamship, so I feel like maybe they, they did have... They could have
1: put 800 pounds on there. Maybe. Depending on how many people were on that skiff.
0: You would have been working really hard though, like 800 it's a pounds. Heist. Isn't that a lot of gold? It's a heist. So later, it was discovered that C.H. Lewis, who was the ship captain, mm. had resumed his profession on river boats in Alaska. <laughs> so, like, not sneaky, but if he had 800 pounds of gold with him, he, would he be still be working on river boats? Maybe he just had
1: really expensive hobbies, or he just. <laughs> loved being a captain he's like you know what also nobody was else. gonna
0: go up to this guy and be like hey first of all you should have been the only one that went down <laughs> in the case of everybody See,
1: where were you when the boat ran aground
0: i like i was mm. I, I had a bad feeling so i in 90 mile per hour winds i decided to take a lifeboat off by myself <laughs>
1: Okay, well, how was he discovered? You said it was it was he was on river boats. Like was that a historical discovery later or it, was that
0: I think it must have been historical because mm. this little boat was discovered weeks later, but then it isn't specified exactly how much later after that it was discovered that this guy had presumed yeah. work. Also, a lot of people had the same names around that time, so it's kind of like are you sure that it was the same guy? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, that's the story that put Eldred Rock on the radar for the lighthouse board.
1: So that was the story that put it on the map. Yeah. So then the
0: lighthouse board saw this, whether it was an act of sabotage or just like a horrible accident that had happened. uh, The lighthouse board was like, okay, so we need this to be one of the locations that has a lighthouse. So it's
1: 1898 was the incident. And then when did the lighthouse movement start?
0: So the plans for the lighthouse were approved by the Lighthouse Board in 1905. Mm. And like I said, this was the last of 12 lighthouses that were built in Alaska. Mm. So completed in 1906. This lighthouse was special due to the fact that it was two stories instead of one, which lighthouses were commonly... Short. Yeah, just one story in like early northern area lights. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why, if it was just like for heat like keeping it warm in the lighthouse they just keep it all on one story or something but yeah this one was two stories tall
1: i would guess too it's probably part of like what we discovered with triangle rock lighthouse or triangle island excuse me was the fog you know they built triangle island lighthouse way up in the air on i forget 600 feet off the water yeah and they're like yeah that's not actually a good idea because the light is so often covered by fog.
0: Yeah, true. Also, on top of that, this lighthouse is a lot larger than what usual lighthouses were at this time, and the bottom story was made of concrete while the west while the rest was wood. Um, something that may point to why an Eldred Rock lighthouse was able to survive for over a hundred years, while the other eleven lighthouses that were built at this time had to be replaced within a few decades. Dang! It's like because tough spot. Yeah, the bottom half that had to be really hardy was all concrete interesting yeah pretty cool the lighthouse had a tramway to and from to for like supplies and whatnot along with a carpenter shop a boathouse and some workshops for the men that stayed there not really it's really pretty simple yeah and it's not far away from the shoreline like it's still i mean
1: just moving heavy loads like that's what the tramway's for probably
0: yeah and they they had boats coming to and from to pick up keepers and so it wasn't mm-hmm. like they were super segregated or anything even though they were on a little island it's still in the middle of a canal so nothing crazy yeah
1: how yeah. many do you know like rough way off the coast or is it visible from the coast or it's visible yeah both wow. both sides you can see that's cool so
0: yeah A fourth order lens was used for this lighthouse with an alternating white and red flash pattern that completed a rotation every 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. So pretty nice. I always love whenever they have uh, red included in their flash patterns. It always makes me excited to see that there's red included. I'm like, ooh, cool.
1: Plus a cute little fourth order. We don't see a lot of those.
0: I want to see, most Great Lakes are fourth order, but I want to see some green flash patterns.
1: Well, even the uh, Standards Rock Lighthouse is a second order, or it was. That's what uh,
0: Which is weird because it is Fred in the said. middle of nowhere. Yeah. And you'd think you'd want it to be the most powerful, like as if it's going out to the ocean.
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know. Here we go. Nils Adamson was the first head keeper of this lighthouse with a couple different assistant keepers cycling through every year or so. One of these assistants, John Curie, walked out from the lighthouse the morning after a particularly violent gale in 1908, so not Great. long after it was built, and found a ship that was stranded well, stranded. <laughs> stranded on the northern end of the island. So he went over to investigate like, oh no, we've he's had a ship.
1: Probably out taking a pee. And he's like, oh my gosh.
0: And he's like, what the heck is that? <laughs> There's a big shadow over the lighthouse. And he's, he's like, like whoa. whoa,
1: this is kind <laughs> of our fault.
0: Yeah, so he goes to investigate and found that the ship was none other than the Clara Nevada.
1: Wait, the water had gone down? It, the, or it was already the there? The
0: force of the waves of the scale pushed the ship from underneath the canal up Whoa. onto Eldred Rock.
1: That is so creepy. <laughs>
0: that insanity? He probably came up and he's like, there's algae
1: everywhere. He's like, the ship that is here is it's the one that sunk 10 years ago. <laughs> um, no one's on it.
0: Yeah, and the worst part is that evening the storm kind of picked back up again and just no. pulled the ship down to the bottom.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I want to go there anymore. That's scary. Danger, you scary.
0: John Curie and the other assistant in 1910, John Cylinder. No, that's probably not right. It's S-I-L-A-N-D-E-R. Cylinder.
1: Yeah. We'll go with Cylinder. Cylinder.
0: yeah. Left Point Sherman for Eldred Rock. So El- Point Sherman is where they picked up supplies or like mm. came into town and all of that. And so they left there to come back to Eldred Rock, which was about a four-hour trip since the weather was really nice that day. But Adamson, who was the head keeper at that time, didn't see them for three days. So he started searching for them. And then two days later he finds the missing boat that would have had Mm. the two guys on it. So he sent notice to the station that he had found at this launch and said that quote, all gear was gone except mast, sail, and anchor. So like it was robbed or everything just came off. Was it
1: in the water they found it?
0: I don't know. I'm assuming it was like on a on the mainland somewhere, yeah, like on the shore. Yeah, pushed up on the shore, but the weather is supposed to be nice, so it's very strange that they would sit out
1: yeah. Not that far either. You can yeah. see where you're going.
0: Four yeah. hours. That's not a lot mm-hmm. for just like sitting in a boat. Small boat yeah. yeah. So Adamson was really tormented by what he presumed was the drowning of his two assistant keepers because there's just two assistants. That's all he had was him and these two assistants. And then they just go missing with no explanation and they never find out. Like there's no answer to what happened to these two men. And he was really tormented by it and like couldn't figure it out. And he continued to search the canal for them for about a month. And at night he said that he would like rise up from his sleep and just call out their names Like out from the lighthouse tower and he said it tormented him for like the rest of his life That's really sad something that stuck with him. So they must have been all super close and yeah Yeah So on january 5th 1911 almost a year later He resigned and moved to oregon where he took a year and a half off Before returning as a keeper at coos bay I don't know exactly where that is, but i'm assuming it's in oregon.
1: Interesting. Yeah, that's really sad for him They never found those two men
0: Mm -mm. never figured out what happened to him What? Just doesn't make sense because how
1: would they? I mean, I guess I don't know the detail on where the boat was, but yeah, it just had its mast, its anchor, and just the critical equipment, yeah. But everything else was gone, sailing. It's
0: like the parts of the boat were still there, but everything else, all the supplies they had picked up, maybe and they ran, the ran away men. or
1: I don't know, or robbed. Maybe it there's a bear in the water, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it just, yeah usually with stuff like this you can just ride it away as okay the weather sucks anytime anybody's at sea it's like oh weather changed it was horrible but he's sharing the same space as weather as weather was going to change he's sharing the same space as them so he would know but yeah so first head keeper had a little bit of a rough a rough life over there back to it
1: he got back to the lighthouse life
0: yeah just never back to eldred yeah Um, There were five Coast Guard keepers during World War II, so we're... Jumping. Yeah. Three would switch off eight-hour shifts doing normal keeper duties. Another would cook, and these duties were rotated every month so that nobody ever got too Mm. bored, like nobody had to be cooking all the time. And one keeper said that he was told, quote, if you know how to read, you know how to cook, which he said was absolutely (laughs) not true because the first time he was on cook duty, he said he had to call his mom for how to fold an egg, which I'm assuming is like an omelet. (laughs) I'm like, cute. Mom, I can't touch it. It's runny. (laughs) But yeah, so kind of fun that, you know, they all have this expertise, like they're all they're all in this lighthouse mm. knowing how to take care of everything and they get to switch off one person's cooks for everyone
1: five of them mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah and that's a lot yeah busy. but it's yeah it's a pretty big lighthouse so I feel like maybe they weren't even stepping on each other's toes with five people after World War II the number of keepers were reduced to four um, that is if you don't count the two elder light dogs that were <laughs> there oh I know they're so cute they I good dogs? also yeah they were good dogs. Good i'll include a picture of them on our instagram so if you like dogs you should go check it out their names were kenmore and willie and they kept the keepers company especially since supplies and mail were delivered only every couple of weeks and seldom during the winter when winds could reach like 90 knots yeah knots refer back to our history buoy at the beginning of this episode It's
1: it's good to have a dog
0: yeah the roof was blocked in so that any snow or rain that fell on it would drain through a pipe to the freshwater cistern for drinking water so because smart. this water was salt water because mm-hmm. it's directly connected to the ocean. The, water, the drinking water was chlorinated and apparently tasted really bad, which I'm like, how do you survive? If the water, the only water you can drink is taste disgusting.
1: You just have to i know Honestly. i just feel
0: like everyone would be dehydrated because they're like no
1: yeah i mean you can add you can add chlorine to water to uh to help clean it up and i mean yeah. you can have it bleached with drinking water as long as you don't add too much
0: yeah but like chlorine is not going to taste take out like if there's a leaf in there like oh, a bunch oh yeah. leaves no and like... debris not that there'd be any leaves because there's no trees around here but
1: off that off that roof water
0: he said it was especially bad when there was an extra dose of chlorine for when dead birds were discovered inside mm. the cistern. <laughs> so it's like good design, but even if you had screens that would mm. keep the actual bird, bird from going down into.
1: You'd still have to check the their, screens. Yeah, you'd still have to
0: move any blockages. Big filters. Yeah, Ugh. ew, gross.
1: <clears throat> so nice to have plumbing.
0: I know. Aren't we just living in a great world? <laughs>
1: Amazing. 2022.
0: Showers were allowed once a week in the winter to conserve water, and a small cistern took seawater from the canal for flushing the toilet, which was upstairs.
1: Advanced. I know. Whoa.
0: Flushing toilets.
1: Upstairs toilets.
0: I know. got that water up there. I had to include that because I was like, up, upstairs. That's a big deal. I know. In 1962, Gordon Higgins became the station engineer, and until then, no one had managed to grow a tree on this little island. But Higgins dug up a couple of trees from the mainland and planted them on Eldred Rock, where one of them thrives today. No way. So it's got one tree. That's cool. <laughs> I know. It's kind of fun. At least he tried. Although I think I, I read that they had tried a few times before. So Higgins just had like the magic touch. He's
1: like, I just want to sit under the shade He's, of I just one want tree. A, just
0: a single, just a little bit of dappled leaves. Is it
1: an evergreen? Do you know?
0: Uh, I don't know. Here, let me see if I can see it in a picture. Oh, yep. I think it is. You put lights it's on like every pine. year. It's like a pine or something. Oh, yeah. Put
1: a star on top.
0: Oh, that is cute. It's just Mary a tree.
1: <laughs> Happy Christmas. <laughs>
0: cool. Yeah.
1: But it attracted birds.
0: <laughs> Disgusting. We need <laughs> some extra chlorine now. The infertile soil and rock were probably like the only bleak things about this Hmm. lighthouse like if it wasn't already enough that it was much larger than normal lighthouses and very scenic easy to get to and from um, the keepers also had a ping pong table a pool table and nightly showings of 16 millimeter feature length movies So it's this like, does
1: not sound like a bad place. to hang
0: I out. know nightly showings like what are you talking about?
1: You had a pool table
0: like not not for us like in our times when we can just put on a show at any time But it's like when you had to go to a theater to watch a movie. <laughs> they just have one in the lighthouse
1: Yeah, what well, was this in the 60s? Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting I don't know what 18 millimeter film is. 16, but, but yeah. 16 know. millimeter. I don't know what that is either.
0: Is this still the time when it would be like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> I wish we had a video on this because she's doing a hand I'm motion. I'm doing a windmill a arm. As well. <laughs>
0: I'll leave it in. Oh, I'll leave it all in, though. Just for the sake You're of our welcome. listeners. <laughs> a gift from us to you. Merry Christmas.
1: <laughs> Merry Chrysler.
0: They also ate together every weeknight, and the food was designed to keep up morale, which like...
1: Comfort food, baby.
0: Mor- keep up morale.
1: Lard and salt.
0: How How is morale ever low on this lighthouse? I will never understand.
1: We've talked a lot about lighthouses, right? That's why we're here. Yeah, like every and once in a while. The morale is often very low.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, I get it.
0: So, yeah, it's not like they have a perfect life. They're still segregated. Yeah. and.
1: But they had biscuits and gravy and salt and <laughs> lard. I'm sure they did. Actually, All the good stuff.
0: so there, there's a picture I'll post. It doesn't look spectacular, but when you hear what it is, because, I mean, they're not going to have. It's five dudes. They're not going to have like grandma's casserole dishes with the glass on top. <laughs> like, you know, it's their tins <laughs> and stuff. But I have a, a one picture of all of them eating together that I'll post on Instagram. And it's uh, a feast of meatloaf, mashed potatoes, deviled eggs, carrots, and a salad. Heck yeah. Which is dang good compared to what a lot of keepers had to eat uh, when they were working. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. Did the, did these guys, I think it's all, the answer is always yes. But did these gentlemen fish? Was that noted? I didn't see
0: that anywhere but I would assume that it's always the case or since they're on they're they're on a little raised area Mm -hmm. of deeper body of water that there would be like shellfish that they would be able to catch yeah Yeah. so sadly as it always comes to an end personnel were were removed from the lighthouse in 1973 and the franal lens was replaced by an automatic beacon with a characteristic of a flashing light every six seconds so it was a big change. No more red. Sad, sad, yeah. sad. And six-second rotation instead of twenty.
1: Nineteen seventy-three, though they they made it pretty far. Yeah, they my, did. My first car was built in nineteen seventy-one. So, oh my gosh, to think that that truck was built when the lighthouse was still in service by by people. it's kind of a fun connection. It's pretty cool.
0: The lens was moved to Alaska State Museum in 1976 as a gift from the Coast Guard and then loaned to the Sheldon Museum and Culture Center in 1981.
1: And... In Juneau? Or are they in Anchorage or Fairbanks?
0: Uh, Let me check. That's probably a good thing. Probably.
1: I guess Anchorage.
0: Haynes, Alaska? No idea. Uh, It's actually pretty close to where the lighthouse is.
1: Oh, cool. Local.
0: Yeah. Keeping it local a really nice wooden case was constructed to hold the franal lens in the museum in 1992 and it resembled the lantern room that was at eldered Rock. that's cool like a little kind of historical which i always like i love it when they do that they're like oh and then we included a base so that it just looks extra like you're living in the times
1: yeah out of wood too that's pretty cool
0: yeah when the National Historic Lighthouse Preservation Act passed in 2000, uh, the museum formed the Eldred Rock Lighthouse Committee to purchase it. But in 2004, the lighthouse was listed, like even though it was listed as available, the Forest Service refused to let its property go into private hands because they controlled part of Eldred Rock. Hmm. So if they sold off the lighthouse, part of their the Forest Service's yeah. land would also be part of that. So in 2014, the Eldred Rock Lighthouse Preservation Association was formed to purchase, rehabilitate, and promote the lighthouse. And in 2019, the Alaska Association for Historic Preservation granted the (laughs) E-R-L-P-A. Just like so many, the the names are so long, uh, a grant to do a report on what would need to be done for restoration at Eldred Rock. So in 2020... The Coast Guard Civil Engineering Unit gave them a five-year lease to do their restoration work and then leave that's it alone. pretty fast. Yeah, that's a lot. But I think at this point they had already done the report on what would need to yeah. be done. So they were like, okay, start now. Five years you have to finish everything. Yeah. Yeah. So now all that's left is to raise the funds for this. And a play was created to raise money called The Strange Fate of the Clara Nevada, which is a nice bookend for what has happened so far in the history of this lighthouse wait
1: who's performing the play
0: it's local like alaska oh that's cool yeah, p- uh theaters and stuff
1: that's really cool
0: yeah very neat and that's how it, do that's you Elder Rock.
1: can you link us up to the do- is there a donation page or yeah we can i'll reach include out to?
0: all of that in the show notes is um, places you can donate and what the play or uh, like the ad for the play and all of that yeah. pretty fun
1: well i'm talking about another trip to alaska i know <laughs> We're potentially going up there next summer.
0: Well, so. the Triangle Island lighthouse, you said, is in British Columbia, right? Yeah, it's not far. So, yeah, yeah, we could do a double whammy.
1: Oh, we're going up there.
0: Oh, you what?
1: I'm going to Alaska probably for a, another motorcycle You
0: ride. would not visit a lighthouse without me.
1: <laughs> I did in Hawaii. I didn't go to it, but I was close. I yeah,
0: you sent me pictures. In
1: Kauai. On Kauai. I don't know how you said In the island. On the island. Yeah. Either way. Oh, uh, this sounds like fun.
0: This would be a cool trip
1: We would go scuba diving in the canal.
0: We we should plan on visiting a lighthouse that we haven't covered yet so we can um
1: cover it when we're there. Yeah, we can recover any of these.
0: That's true I there's always room for improvement.
1: We'll learn more. <laughs> we'll get better photos and yeah Do it on site like we did on the outer banks. hmm What episodes were those? I do you know?
0: Oh, I think ten
1: I don't know. There's, or is it just one? It's Banks? just one episode, yeah. isn't it? Wow. Yeah. I think it was 10. I forget because we recorded separately yes. for each one. So I was like, it, was, it could be a bunch see, of mini ones. Yeah. Or
0: We made it all mini ones. But looking back, I think we could have done longer episodes. It was just our first time doing it at a, yeah. at the Lighthouse. And so it was kind of like, it's a little awkward. You know, it's like, I don't know.
1: You need to understand, it is difficult to record a podcast on a site for a Lighthouse. Yeah. Like, weather. There's a lot of tech we got going on here. We got two laptops wires running. Everywhere. Um, And then Gotta also. Find a good seat. Yeah, a good seat. Power source, which is kind of battery for us. And then also, there's all the other people around that yeah. are there as tourists. And they're staring of. at they're you. Like they're like listening to us like, talk about the history. Like, oh, yeah, we're just going to. Oh,
0: they have big microphones
1: going So on. fun. They got big, big microphones.
0: Big, big ones. <laughs> so,
1: either way, we'll. Uh, Try to keep those efforts going, but yeah, it was we'll a lot of fun. Yeah, we definitely
0: want to do that. I, I know I'm I'm going to Hawaii in a month, mm-hmm. and the goal is to have some lighthouses, to visit some lighthouses there and cover them. Vince won't be with me, but I'm sure anyone from my family, Damn. sisters, or maybe my parents will make an appearance. Heck yeah. But I think that'd be fun. They would do it. They'd be really nervous, though. Gotta my bring the would be like... Like, uh, do what? Do I have to say anything? Or <laughs> just tell them that a, I say
1: "wow" every time you say something. And yeah, then just, just gonna have
0: that. like, mm, mm-hmm. mm, wow, oh, yeah. whoa, oh, neat. Yeah, is it a triangle? <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, that'd be cool. So we got that one. Potentially, you could look into Japan, see if there's something out oh, there. Oh yeah,
0: my mom loves to send pic- me pictures of lighthouses whenever they find one in Japan. So I feel like there'd be little ones I could see.
1: Potentially, Spain. Potentially Sweden. Sweden, yeah. Stockholm. We got some plans. Yeah,
0: we've got plans. See what we can make happen. Marquette, Michigan. Yeah, we want to do a couple more interviews and stuff like that. So things are cooking. Yeah.
1: Thanks for coming along for the ride, guys.
0: Yeah. And just a reminder that if you donate to the Standard Rock Restoration the, through their GoFundMe, which I did add to the show notes, um, it's at standardrock.org. Hmm. They have the GoFundMe attached to that. If you donate, doesn't matter how much, as long as it's not like one cent, <laughs> like, come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> donate a little and help us out.
0: Yeah, then we'll, I'll send you a sticker if you send me your address at um, thelighthouselowdown at gmail.com. And then we'll post pictures for this lighthouse um, on our Instagram, at thelighthouselowdown, so you can check those out. And I think that's pretty much all I got to plug.
1: Yeah. I think that's good. I, uh, thanks for the work. This is fun. I like this one.
0: I know. This one was nice and short, but has some cool stuff going on with it. Are you ready for the outro? Let's do it. Thanks everyone for listening. We hope to see you next time on The Lighthouse Lowdown.
1: I think we should start using that, uh, the sound that I have.
0: Uh... Yeah. The foghorn. Oh, just use the boost of change after the intro outros
1: Whenever I'm hosting an episode, maybe Oh, here.
0: that's a good idea.
1: One out of four, roughly. <laughs> All right. I'm, that's not a record. I'm deleting this.